Does your dog have a sixth sense? Is sleep a time machine to breakfast? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal Life! Welcome back to This Paranormal Life, the weekly comedy podcast where every Tuesday, me, Kicker Mulvena, and this guy, Mr. Roy Pars, uh, tackle a different paranormal case and try to get to the bottom of whether or not it's truly paranormal within the R. How are you doing today, Roy? I'm doing fantastic. As always, ready to dive into a fresh paranormal case. I know we have eager listeners out there ready to hear what they should be afraid of next. <laughs> and hopefully we're going to tell them. Because the last thing that they heard they should be afraid of, that's starting to wear off. They're almost feeling normal. Oh, yeah. And that's a bad place to be when you're a listener of this paranormal life. We need to keep you in the fear, keep you in the dark. On edge 24-7. Don't worry. This is going to do it for you. Uh, I promise. As usual, we're just going to... Pedophiles. <laughs> that's this week. You Near should be... you. <laughs> you should be alert 24-7. Even if you don't have kids, some of them are creepy anyway. This week's not really a paranormal case. It's more of just... Uh, a call to vigilante justice. <laughs> like I say, let's dive right in. So thank you so much to Beth Marcus for sending this one in to us at thisparanormallifepodcast at gmail.com. Our story begins in 2006, Liverpool, England, where just off Hanover Street, a young man called Sean was running at full speed. <laughs> Rory, I'm dragging you in here already. Yeah. All right, so you want me to do a Liverpool accent? Uh, yeah, to try and get this period okay. and time okay. and place correct. That would be great. Because I could do my award-winning Australian accent. <laughs> well, I've had the... quite enough of that. It features in my nightmares reasonably heavily. So let's fine. let's try something else for a change. I'm a diverse performer. I can do a Liverpool, Liverpudlian accent. Yeah, I mean, you actually did a lot of kind of drama training and stuff at school and university. So, of course, so that, I, of course. this is definitely within your wheelhouse. <clears throat> so here we go. Get the f*** back here, you little shit! Right, so uh, that's a good warm-up, but, um, so if you just... This time, just with a little bit less, you know, like... A little bit more in the, the time and place, like I said. A little bit more Liverpool, you know what I mean? I only do one take, so... Okay, that's gonna be a that's problem, because that wasn't good enough. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, just one more pass, I think, would be great. One more pass, alright, that's fine. <clears throat> Get the f*** back here, you little shit! What about that? That was that pretty, that was all pretty right, good. There we go. Get the f*** back here, mate! I feel like you... Uh, I think I slid into Australian there. Yeah. Because I added mate as well. Yeah. it was. I think that was a different story altogether. Yeah. I think I just impulsively always want to do my award-winning Australian accent. To be fair, this could be a new award-winning accent. We do not know. That's true. Let's see where it goes. I have to wait till award season. Sean was running from someone. A security guard from a nearby department store. Sean had been shoplifting. He quickly turned on Brooks Alley to try and shake the guard and get away. Unfortunately for Sean, it was a dead end. Panting hard, he turned around to face the entrance to the alley. He looked around for somewhere to hide, but there was nothing. Now he was just waiting for the guard to turn the corner, not sure what he would do next. I've got you now, you little bastard! He stared at the entrance to the alley, heard footsteps of passers-by, but the pounding chase of the guard never came. Where did he go? Oh. Surely he saw me go down here. Sean slowly edged his way back towards the main street, his back against one wall. He peered out, half expecting to see the security guard staring him right in the eyes. But there was no one. At that same moment, he noticed something else. Out of the corner of his eye, he saw the street looked different. The pavement, too. 
The first car that drove by stunned him. It looked ancient, like a classic car. He walked out onto the street again. Something was wrong. No, everything was different. The people on the street were wearing old clothes. There were no more traffic lights in the street and all the buildings were different and they had different businesses lining the streets. Oh boy. Sean was freaking out. Somehow he was in a different time. Wow. Had he gone mad? Had he stumbled out onto a film set? Daily news, get your daily news here. He ran over to a newsstand. Give me that. Oi, I hope you can pay for that. He tore open the newspaper and his eyes immediately darted to the date in the corner. 18th May, 1967. Whoa! Wait, what what year was he? Uh, 2006. Holy shit! (laughs) He went too far. He tried to dodge the guard and dodged him by about 50 years. Sean almost fell over in the street right then and there. He felt dizzy. He really wasn't in his time anymore. He pulled out his mobile phone and of course, no signal. It was a rock. (laughs) It was a chocolate bar. Panting and with tears in his eyes, he ran down Bold Street, occasionally looking down at his phone, waiting for the signal to kick back in. And just then, it did. He couldn't believe it. He went to speed dial his mum. Yeah, what is it? Mum, you alright? What the f*** are you talking about? The, the paper, it said... Uh, I, went, I went back in time. The security guard. You listen to me. You need to stop smoking hash, you little shit. You've gone soft in the head. But Sean had never been so happy to be hung up on. He was home. We know about this story today because a reporter for the Liverpool Echo published this story on the 31st of May 2007 under the headline, Youth Slipped Into 1967. Here, the reporter Stephen Tucker said he interviewed Sean, the petty thief and drug user known to the police, four times, and he, quote, has never changed one detail of the story. But maybe even crazier, this reporter found the security guard who chased Sean down the alley, and even he said Sean literally vanished as soon as he turned that corner. Disappeared into thin air. So right when he turned the corner, no, he didn't disappear into like a green ball or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't know what happened, I guess. Um, So I'm confused. How did he go? How did he get back to the future? He didn't choose to at all. He just was running away from the situation and then just kind of blinked and looked around and suddenly he was back. He was back. Okay. It was, it was almost like a kind of psychotic break, almost as if just for a moment his brain played a trick on him. Right. Got it. Got it. Of course, there is some possibility that Sean is lying, but when Stephen interviewed Sean's friends, they explained how he had been badly shaken up by the experience. And our reporter even took what Sean said about his surroundings in 1967 Liverpool and found it actually pretty accurate to what Bold Street would have looked like back then. The reporter signs off his article in the Liverpool Echo saying, There have been many time incidents reported in this area near Bold Street, and I believe there is actually a crack in time in this vicinity. Whoa. I feel like he's got to elaborate if he says there have been many time incidents. (laughs) Like, I don't did just a velociraptor turn up one day? Yeah. Just destroyed the food market? Who's calling up to report time incidents? <laughs> this is an interesting case. I'm going to go ahead and say right off the bat, Sean got lucky. Time right. slipping back 30, 40 years. 
that's a pretty safe space to go back to. If you're running away from a security guard, turn a corner and bump into Jesus Christ <laughs> with a hat of thorns and the crucifix on his back. <laughs> that's the kind of thing that that really changes who you are as a person forever. Yeah. You know, if you go, if you kind of blink in all of a sudden, the cars are a little older and maybe there's a guy playing jazz on the side of the street. That's okay. I can deal with that. If you, yeah. If you blink and you're on the front line of the Battle of Hastings, <laughs> you're about to take arrows to the head. Yeah. That's an unlucky deal. That is, that is very unlucky. Yeah. Your, your mom's not picking up in the, in the middle of the Battle of <laughs> you Hastings. You don't have a phone anymore. You have a crossbow and a war to win. Because there's no guarantee you're coming back either. <laughs> really. That might just be you now. You might just be in the Battle of Hastings. And if you start running away and saying, I'm not supposed to be here, it's like, get in line, buddy. No one wants to be here. It's the Middle Ages. If we could all time travel, we would. So this is an absolutely crazy story, and it piqued my interest about whether there were other time-related stories like this, like Stephen the Reporter said. Turns out, there are. The year is 1996. A man called Frank went shopping with his wife Carol in Liverpool city centre. Liverpool again. Carol wanted a book from Waterstones, so they started walking towards it. But as they got near Bold Street, Frank decided he wanted to pop into a different shop. And just then, he bumped into a friend and talked for a moment. His wife said, That's fine, I'll see you at Waterstones. Well, after saying goodbye to his friend, he walked to his shop, looked around and left. Everything going great so far. Normal shopping day in Liverpool. He walked towards Waterstones, and just as he got to the door, he looked up and saw a different sign hanging there. Instead of Waterstones, it read, Crips. <laughs> to, to clarify, this is Crips spelled with two Ps. This isn't like, he hasn't been transported to like, uh, South Central Los Angeles, and it's some sort of Crip hangout uh, joint. Right. Uh, he's still in Bold Street, Liverpool. He thinks to himself, Bloody hell, I've walked the wrong end of town or something. So he turned around across the street, and a van almost ran him over. It said, Cardins on the side and it honked an old-fashioned horn oh f*** off (laughs) (laughs) he realized it wasn't just the shop or the van everything had changed every car was from the 50s and 60s men were wearing hats and women had headscarves and huge skirts he was freaking out at this point and he ran back across the road towards the shop It was now a ladies' clothes shop and with all sorts of accessories in the window. But as he walked towards it, he noticed a woman standing outside looking in the window. She was wearing modern clothes, at least. They both walked in, one after the other. But as soon as he did, he breathed a sigh of relief. It wasn't a clothes shop at all. It was back to Waterstones. What? The woman next to him muttered, What? That was strange. I thought this was a new clothes shop. And of course, you know exactly what Frank is doing the moment he gets home. He's looking up the names of these businesses. And what do you know? Crips was a ladies clothes boutique and Cardin's was a van business around the 50s and 60s. Where Frank believed he was transported to. Similar time as well. Yeah, this is going to become very important. I should also mention that Frank was a retired policeman, which I think just adds a little bit more credibility to this story. Yeah. Uh, You know, Sean... Sure, I'm sure he's a great guy, but he was described by the reporter as a petty thief and drug user known to the police. Yeah. So I think he was also 
running away from a crime when he claims to have disappeared <laughs> into a different time in history. Right. That's a pretty strong CV. Thief, <laughs> drug dealer, time traveler. <laughs> You're getting hired for pretty much any job. And I it's also a good distraction tactic when the police interview about the crime that day. You yeah. go, that's not the story, chief. The story is I fell through time they put handcuffs on you no 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 okay i admit it (laughs) so what is happening here rory and why is it always bold street is there something about this street in particular this is really weird it seems like as you mentioned there's just some sort of crack in time that people can slip in and out of uh seemingly without even noticing really until something catches their attention It's almost like that game where children play that they won't step on the cracks in the pavement. It's almost as if in Bold Street, if you step on a certain crack, you do fall through the space-time continuum. Right. It's not, don't step on a crack or you'll break your mother's back. Don't step (laughs) on a crack or your mother will be unborn in a wormhole of time manipulation. (laughs) Uh, You risk chatting up your own mother 40 years previously. And she was a babe too, so you're going to be pretty tempted. You better be careful. I think it's kind of cool that um, the the process of going backwards in time in these stories is so seamless uh, Mm. that they don't even notice it happened. In, In every form of really popular culture, from what I understand, going back in time is getting mercilessly torn apart atom mm. by atom into a, into the uh, black hole until you kind of reconstruct your body 30 years in the past. That, you make a fantastic point. It's one of the more intriguing, um, alluring aspects of this story yeah. is that it seems sci-fi in a very different way. It's not some kind of mad machine created by Einstein's prodigy. This is just almost more believable that there's a little loophole in space and time like imagine if sean the thief turned that corner and the the security guard who was chasing after him just heard (laughs) make it stop (laughs) here's a cacophony of dinosaurs and futuristic weaponry just quote famous quotes from the history of man (laughs) to be or not to be mr gorbachev tear down that wall (laughs) one small step for man (laughs) one giant (laughs) dinosaurs security guards like just take the watch just take it i don't even want anymore this is weird he's like i wouldn't have chased you if i knew you were dr strange that's (laughs) insane so our reporter Stephen, who first covered Sean's story, mentioned earlier that these stories have happened to many different people. He discovered that this phenomenon was referred to as a time slip, where someone spontaneously slips out of our reality into a parallel time in either the past or future. Hmm. Has that ever happened to you, Rory? No. Aside from every night where I slip into the morning. <laughs> as discussed at the top of the episode... I slip into breakfast, yeah, <laughs> every night when I go to bed. You close your eyes at night, you wake up gasping for breath, your your face is submerged in a bowl of Cheerios. <laughs> I look out the window, auga, auga, <laughs> the old timey horn is honking. <laughs> but by the time I finish breakfast, shit's back to normal. I'm eating peasant oatmeal and water for breakfast. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think this has ever happened to me. Or, you know what? I'm a friggin' millennial dude. I got my AirPods on, looking down at my mobile phone. If I slipped in and out of time, I probably wouldn't have even noticed. You might not even notice. I mean, yeah. 
there's something kind of interesting there. Maybe every time we blink, we slip out in and out of time through countless dimensions. But by the time we open our eyes again, we're back. Now I don't want to blink anymore. So <laughs> thank you for so that's that. That's great. Wait, have you ever time slipped? We kind of just moved past that really fast. Yeah, I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't want to kind of overshadow uh, the rest of the investigation here, but... My stories are a lot more uh, insane than this. Oh, wow. Okay. And you feel like sharing on the, the podcast? I, I went on a date with Marie Antoinette. Wow. Old. So you didn't really slip. You were there for a while. I was there for a minute. Right. Just a, wait, a minute. Wait, oh no. As in the phrase, you weren't there for 60 seconds. You were there for a long Sorry, I meant that in the kind of street vernacular. Uh, I was there for uh, three years. We <laughs> okay. dated on and off. That's not um, a slip. That's a fall. It didn't go well. I got ahead of my station. Too big for my boots, if you will. And I thought, knowing a little little thing about this or that, being from the future and all, that I would uh, try and take over France. Okay. Uh, this did not go down well. And she tried to have me executed. And uh, as soon as that guillotine comes down, I just, I'm uh, back surfing Instagram in my bedroom. Wow. It sounds like you just, fell asleep for a bit i'll be honest that sounds like that was more, that was more of like a nap than a uh, see i'm not a big nap guy but it was i did it did happen around 11 p.m and i did i think the guillotine came down around 7 a.m so <laughs> uh when my actually do you know what when my alarm went off was when the right that was when the guillotine came down so. to do what though to to wake you up presumably is that i mean i could have set an alarm for any number of reasons uh, but I wasn't cooking anything. It wasn't. Yeah, I, I no, guess it could have. Been, uh, it could have been. It could have been. It could have just been a dream. There's no telling that it wasn't a time slip, though. <laughs> I guess not. No, I think. Uh, now that I think about it, my Antoinette, my Antoinette, she was what did I say French, right? Yeah. Yeah, she spoke Japanese in the in the dream. In the dream? No, in the time slip, she spoke <laughs> Japanese. Right. It might have been a different dimension, though. You fell asleep watching Dragon Ball Z as well, so I, I assume did that play into it at all? Was she talking about yeah, actually, the Dragon Balls? Her her right hand man was Vegeta, so okay. And and Goku actually, he was trying to he he actually talked me into trying to take over friends. So I think this was a dream. Well, sure, you can chalk it up to that, but that's you know I think that's a little ignorant to just like you know shit all over my experience like that, my personal experience. You had to be there, bro. When Marie Antoinette went Super Saiyan 3, I knew that shit was for real. <laughs> a look through the history books of time slips like this led to a clue for what's going on here, only this time in a very different location. In 1935, Air Marshal Sir Robert Victor Goddard of the British Royal Air Force took to the skies on a routine flight from Edinburgh to Andover. But not long over Scotland, he flew into a storm he didn't see coming and had no knowledge of. The high winds and rain and thunder buffeted his plane and he lost control completely. The plane started spiraling towards the ground, but right before it hit, he was just about able to pull it back into a climb. Barely hanging on to his life, he found himself pointing back in the direction of the base in Edinburgh. Wow. He decided to land and collect himself and check the damage. All of a sudden, the base looked different. It appeared to have brand new hangars and a handful of new biplanes, all painted yellow, and even one other model he had never seen before. Oh hell yeah, this is gonna get weird. As he came to a halt, the mechanics ran over to him, but weirdly they were all dressed in blue instead of the brown overalls that RAF mechanics usually wear. He was able to get patched up and then off the ground to continue his journey to Andover. 
Well, things couldn't be that different if he hasn't noticed anything else being weird except for the fact they have different colored uniforms. Old boys down at that base of a weird accent. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, terrible weather we're having. None of this story would be explained until four years later in 1939 when a series of changes in the RAF meant that they changed their mechanics uniforms to blue and started a new color scheme creating yellow biplanes and debuted their first new model monoplane. Everything Sir Robert had seen four years previously after the odd storm. How did the people on the ground not know something was weird when I, this old ass plane it's landed? It's only four years. I mean, th those planes, I guess, are still circulating. But surely, I think one of the most regulated modes of transport <laughs> is air travel. I guess maybe not in the 1940s, did you say? In, in the military, yeah. yeah. I mean, probably around that time, they're... <laughs> there's like they're just out of one war and other wars coming they're, <laughs> yeah. they're keeping planes in the air the sky's like the wild west like <laughs> there's no rules there's no lanes or anything this stuff mm. that we have now to regulate planes once you're up you're free yeah you monkey, can do whatever you monkey want knife fights you can drink uh and potching yeah human blood whatever you want you're in the sky you don't answer to anyone <laughs> they're like no 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 you still work for the military you have to come back uh, it's good to know that uh, in these time skips, typically the person stays in the same location. Yes. It seems like if you're walking down a street, you blip, you're still walking down the same street. There, There's a couple of really good things about this time slip deal. The other is that it's very short-lived. Yeah. Well, except for this one, it sounds like he landed... Hung out with everyone, took off again. That was pretty long. <laughs> it was a couple hours, yeah. The others were a lot shorter. That's, a good, that's a good point. Whereas if you're in a plane and like jumping all over the world in these time skips, like it, you, you don't want to jump thousands of years back in time <laughs> and fly straight into a woolly mammoth's asshole. <laughs> into a pterodactyl's <laughs> mouth. Yeah, I mean, it could go the other way. It could be Jumanji. You, right? you you have to survive as a jungle man for 30 years. You have to wait till someone else time hops back and you can swap places. As soon as the crack opens up, you have a split second to jump back while someone jumps forward. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices. Down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now... 
this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. The biggest question in the mystery of time slips is how. Followed quickly by why. These experiences seem to disagree with our known science of how the world works. But in my research, it did remind me of one story about none other than Nikola Tesla. Mm. Nikola Tesla invented many incredible machines and pioneered the use of electricity for all kinds of uses. He made, supposedly, an earthquake machine and tried to use electromagnetic waves to fly airships remotely across the world. He also made um, a death ray. <laughs> Lesser talked a, about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whenever I was researching him, I was surprised how um, famously, you know, Oppenheimer, he created the technology that created the atomic bomb. And he was um, famously torn apart by this. Uh, he watched the bomb explode and he quoted the Bhagavad Gita, you know, I am become death, destroyer of worlds. Um, you know, some cried, some remained silent, you know, but everyone was in shock. Uh, he hated the idea that his science was being used for war. Whereas yeah. Tesla seemed to be trying pretty hard to uh, make war machines. Uh, I think he tried to make a machine that generated uh, tsunamis. <laughs> right. So that if there was an enemy Navy coming, you would generate a uh, mile high wave to destroy them. I think the quote uh, after he invented that was, this is wicked. Let's drown our enemies. <laughs> Which, again, is a lesser-known talked-about quote. Yeah. Not, it does not quite as poetic and captures the moment. <laughs> I think after the death threat, he said, let's f***ing go. <laughs> he and said, then had a white claw. He said, <laughs> yeet. <laughs> right, right before he used the death threat on a rat. He didn't invent the, uh, the Tesla yeet machine, <laughs> which people had to point out was just a trebuchet. <laughs> he makes Tesla's George Foreman. <laughs> People are like, you don't have to call it George Foreman if it's yours, Tesla. You can just call it the Tesla Grill. <laughs> this is this is needlessly confusing. He also allegedly attempted to travel through time using some kind of electronic machine, uh, which, from what I can gather, basically just electrocuted you. So one day after being electrocuted within an inch of his life, he turned to his assistant and said, I could see the past, present and future. All at once. I remember this. I remember this because it was we mentioned this in a case that I did. It right. was a case where we talked about Donald Trump being a time traveler. <laughs> oh yeah. Because uh, I hope I'm hopefully I'm getting my facts right here. It was, and this hopefully is accurate and as mind blowing as it was when I first talked about this. I believe it was Donald Trump's great grandfather or great great grandfather was one of the people that was assigned with searching tesla's research notes oh boy uh wow 
And allegedly they came up with nothing, even after, as you mentioned, Tesla had claimed that he had been able to travel through time. Interesting. That was a great episode. Definitely go back and listen to that one. I don't remember what number it is. Check it out. I mean, we really ought to have covered a lot more of Tesla than we have. I think one of the more difficult things with actually talking about Tesla is that um, he's now so shrouded in mystery Mm -hmm. that it's very hard to know what you're reading, whether it's even factual or not. but yeah, apparently, even after he died, they destroyed a lot of his um, technology and inventions and things uh, in case they fell into the wrong hands. So who knows what was going on there? Yeah, scary times. Is it possible that something like this is happening at Bold Street? So (laughs) some Reddit users tried to solve this mystery. They've pointed out that if you look at a map of the Liverpool Underground Rail System, Mersey Rail, there's a huge circular network of railway electronics powering the system circling the Bold Street area. Even more interestingly, this whole network of railways was set up around the time that Sean and Frank claimed to have been sent back in time to, the 50s and 60s. Mm. Have they accidentally created a Tesla time machine electromagnetic field that is bending time back to the 50s and 60s just for a brief moment? Wow. The whole structural layout of this underground rail system is creating some sort of super machine to send people back in time. Yeah, just creating like little tears. A bit bit like the way that, you know, they thought the CERN accelerator was going to create a black hole. I like this. This is a logical explanation of an to an illogical problem. <laughs> scientists at home are like, shut the f- up. It's logical, scientists. Wrap your little brains around it. You know, they're trying to find an explanation that could possibly exist within our physical world. Mm-hmm. The flip side of this is there's a wizard on the main street and he's just zapping people for fun. I much more appreciate people who are trying to get to the bottom of a mystery like this by... Uh, using the information they, they have at hand. Well put. <laughs> You're like, it was the wizard, though. Uh, he was spotted shortly <laughs> A afterwards. A wizard came forward to the Liverpool Echo. So this whole story um, also turned up on the website exemplor.com a few years back, uh, specifically the stories about Frank and his wife shopping on Bold Street when everything went weird. I noticed that this page had a comment section where site users could ask the author of the story questions. I'm really just bringing this up because I thought they were some weird questions. Oh, okay. One user said, this is crazy. Would you even have enough time to pay and carry out your purchases out of the store before the time slip changed back to your own time? The time slip seems to happen and change pretty quickly. The author said, I think you're right. The object would probably disappear when the time slipped back, but you never know. Uh, Another question was, has anyone found a way to create a time slip? The author said, "Uh, no, not yet. Maybe one day. These are all good questions, to be fair, because anytime any of these time slips have taken place, it's usually to like unsuspecting people. Mm -hmm. By the second they realize it's happened, they're already back in their own time. It's true. Whereas, you know, if you found the exact point on the street where you could slip in and out of this time, then, you know, you could be a bit more experimental. You could see if picking up an old-timey Victorian apple would carry through when you jump forward. Or would it just, yeah, dissolve in your hands? Yeah, you could do a little more experimentation. It's basically a free-for-all, no-rules GTA world. (laughs) As soon as you're back in time, you could punch an old-timey police officer, push a bunch of shit over, knowing that any second now, hopefully... 
you will be returned back to your regular time Very zone. similar to the uh, Inception dream state we've talked about before. Of course. If you realize you're in the dream state, um, you can go hell for leather. Oh, yeah, baby. Take off all your clothes, run around on the street, smash a shop window and eat glass. And it turns out it was a film set. You, oh. you wandered onto a film <laughs> set. The, the glass has punctured your throat. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of these time slips uh, happen on the Hollywood studio sets. <laughs> Another user wrote a question. Uh, would you have enough time to go shopping in the time slip before it changed back to the present day? Why would you go shopping? I'm starting to think that these people really only care about one thing and it's getting a bargain by going back in time. Hey, you could get a sweet deal on some vintage clothes. I mean, I guess you could go back and invent Bitcoin or something yeah. if you wanted to get crazy. Uh, which the author points out saying, look, even if you had enough time, you do not have the same money as them. You can't just right. walk into, I don't know, you can't go and buy diamonds or something using your Monzo card. Yeah, your Apple Pay. But out of all of this nonsense, we did get a couple of good anecdotes. Grace said, this happened to me in Bold Street around the late 90s in exactly the same place. I stepped out of Central Station and put my foot on the road to head across to Waterstones. In a split second, the scene changed, and a handsome cab went past me heading towards the cathedrals, followed by lots of people in what I can only describe as being like the people on the Quality Street tins. <laughs> I'm hopeless at history, so I don't have a clue what era they were. It was the hats I noticed most as I tried to take in what I was seeing. And the gents wore top hats and dark suits. Several couples walked straight past me as if they didn't see me. I immediately thought I must have walked into a film set, but there were no cameras about. And anyway, I couldn't be because when I stood on the pavement, everyone was in the present time. Yet as soon as I stepped onto the road, everything went into a different dimension. <laughs> At first, I was confused and scared and then just really scared as I thought, what would have happened to me if I had been unable to step back into the present time again? Jesus, what the f*** is going on with this Waterstones? <laughs> You're just going to get a copy of the life-changing magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo, and uh, you end up in a different dimension. Is is Waterstones a, a worldwide store? Nah, I feel like it's just Britain, isn't it? Yeah, for I guess for our international listeners, Waterstones is just it's just a bookshop. I think for a popular for, bookshop for American listeners, it's a Barnes and Noble. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's like. Uh, lots of books, bit of stationery. Are these people just blown away by books? They're like, I saw, <laughs> I saw a f Kindle, but the pages were thin with writing on them. They bought a copy of Pride and Prejudice, and they were so transported by the book they f thought they were in the Victorian era. I didn't know if I was a mice or a man. <laughs> I was so blown away. <laughs> <laughs> I set foot out of Waterstones and Hagrid came up to me and he said You're a wizard, Grace. Uh, another user, Boily Mooncan, said a terrible name. Hi, people. I've seen one of these time slips and I can give a first-hand account. When I was 20, so about 24 years ago, I was making my way through Liverpool to see my girlfriend. I needed to catch a train from Central Station, which, as you may know, is right in the area of Bold Street. Walking out of the station, I shot a look to the right and registered something odd straight away. There was a coffee shop. It had sprung up out of nowhere. Only the other day I'd been here and that cafe was definitely not there. 
To make the situation even stranger, everyone in the shop and the few that were sat outside were all dressed in very old clothes. I'm guessing now, looking back on it, around the 1900s. The women that I saw were wearing large hats and looked very out of place. My first thoughts were, is something being filmed? And maybe it was a special day the cafe was doing and everyone was getting dressed up. I glanced ahead to make sure I wasn't going to walk into someone. And when I immediately looked back, the cafe was gone. It bugs me to this day that I didn't just walk over to the cafe and talk to the people there. However, I can assure you, the actual event is so disconcerting that the first emotion you experience is fear and then an overriding sense that something is very wrong. Weird stuff, bud. It is. Um, so I hope you're starting to see what I mean when I say this is the most wild, bizarre, unbelievable story. But you got to start scratching your head when so many people have had the same experience. Yeah, I know what you mean, especially in the same area as the, well. The same shop. I mean, I can't the believe one. I can't believe I thought this was maybe going to be, you know, here's our story. Uh, someone walking down the street in Liverpool. Flash forward. Mm-hmm. Texas. 1960s right someone goes into a bar and orders a Coors Light it comes in a fucking (laughs) tusk I don't know an old timey horn but no this is the same area the same location the same storefront yeah it's a very superficial change the just you're literally just transported the very same spot just all the the clothes the people the cars the surroundings change and then like that, before you know it, back to reality. I guess the only one that really stands out is the pilot. Mm-hmm. Because he presumably wasn't in this same area. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He had the same experience at a completely different location to Liverpool. Yes. And he stayed for a lot longer, it seems, than everyone else did. Yeah. So, you know, I include his... St- <laughs> what I should say is there is a, uh, an absolutely terrifying amount of these stories out there i just selected only the ones that i believe are the most connected um the ones that happened either on bold street in liverpool or uh what connects um sir robert's story is the fact that it seemed to occur through some kind of electricity storm yeah um that may have some connection to what we're talking about right honing in on the the fact that electricity could play a part in these time slips i Mm -hmm. like it i like it um Yeah, it'd be interesting to know if there were any other electricity-based time travel stories. You know, someone who claims they were hit by lightning and went went back to the time of Julius Caesar or ancient Rome. That kind of stuff would be really interesting. I mean, it is a funny thing to talk about. Like, Like we say, would you even notice if you went back in time? I mean, there's places... For example, in Northern Ireland, where if you went back in time, you wouldn't know. <laughs> right. It's it's pretty, not much has changed. You know, if you, just as simple as if you're in the woods, imagine you're on a hike and you went back in time a hundred years, nothing would change. Yeah. That's really interesting. Your phone wouldn't have signal. Sure. But other than that. Wow. Crazy to think. But, you know, a couple more people in the comments thread had some pretty cool ideas. I really like the idea that one writer had that if you find yourself in a time slip, You've got to drop your wallet or something in the street or hand it to a person with the written instructions to look me up in the year 2015. Because if this turns out to be all the same universe and you actually have gone back in time, this wasn't that long ago. Some of those people will still be alive. Yeah. But then I guess what happens then when you go back? Yeah. Like they they probably would have... You would have already met them. You would have already met them. Yeah. Maybe from the time you were a baby. 
yeah. and then your brain is rewritten so it's like it, you always knew that person as like a childhood friend i guess they would have said that a, a weird man told you to look i don't know we're getting really deep into time travel now yeah a, a guy in yeezy 300s <laughs> <laughs> came out of nowhere in the 70s yeah i don't know uh I feel like I should be more prepared to be thrown back in time uh, at any moment in my life. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like that's a smart idea. Having a note or a message or something you can just drop or leave um, is a pretty smart idea. Yeah, I mean, we should just uh, start behaving like dogs and just have a little collar with a tag that says, if found, return to the year 2021. (laughs) If found, invest in Bitcoin (laughs) and then disappear. Uh, Yeah, that's a smart idea. Yeah, maybe we should do that. That should be a bit of maybe uh, this Paranormal Life podcast merch that we sell. Your own time traveler card you can fill out to to drop whenever you get thrown back in time. Like a time travel passport. Just keep it in your back pocket. Yeah. And then when the time travel police find you, you've got all your documentation. That's a pretty good idea. You basically want to stroll around the world like tom cruise and mission impossible yeah. you have a briefcase with money for every country <laughs> in every era you've got passports yeah, for you've all got over the gold world. coins doubloons bitcoin everything <laughs> right yeah you're time proof baby I, li- you need. I really like the idea of uh if time travel became a thing and it was just like holiday travel um if you really liked a time period you can like apply to stay there and they're like well you gotta sit the the time period citizenship test and they're like uh so um can you explain tiktok to us and a guy from like the 1700s is like well shit oh it's some kind of electricity machine <laughs> yeah and they're like nope denied not. you do not get to stay in 2020 Rory, we're beating around the bush here of the whole story. We're having fun with it, but we're not really here to have fun. We're here to um, separate the wheat from the chaff, the paranormal from the mundane. What do you think today? Is this a true paranormal story? Look, as a guy who has on multiple occasions just shoved a fork into an open socket to see what happens, uh, I'm very interested in the theories that electricity leads to time travel. (laughs) Um, if I could lick a battery, I would to go back in time. I've licked a toad once to go back in time, but I never a battery before. Uh, as I said, I really appreciate these real world explanations. Aside from Tesla and also the popular movie Back to the Future, mm-hmm. I've never really heard much chat about electricity being the answer to opening up a wormhole or completing the process to enable you to go back in time. Um it's always really, uh, at least when I look it up, the popular scientific explanations are, you know, finding ways to have the uh, have time loop back on in, in itself. Right. Or maybe travel faster than the speed of light to yeah. uh, do something like that. Electricity almost feels like more of a um, an antiquated way of looking <laughs> at time travel. Um, maybe back towards the days when people thought electricity was essentially magic mm-hmm. and to... If you want more magic, you need more electricity. You know, if you get struck by lightning, you don't shoot back to the time of ancient Egypt and you're stuck building the pyramids for the next hundred years. Um, Or maybe you do. We haven't heard from a lot of people who have been struck by lightning. Um, But yeah, I don't know. There's uh, a lot of theories to this case, but not a lot of evidence. What we really need is what these commenters pointed out is 
an artifact taken、mm. from the time slip, brought back to the current day. It definitely steps a little bit on the toes of other investigations we've done. I believe you did one where we were looking at photographs of supposed time travelers. Mm-hmm. Which is basically the kind of physical evidence we would need to authenticate this story.、Mm. We would need to see the Yeezy 300s in、uh, the 1960s. This is a big problem with this case. You know, I mentioned the stuff about Tesla, and I should point out that even the quote about Tesla saying he saw the past, present, and future—the only source I could find for that was Pinterest. <laughs>、uh, like, I'm not entirely convinced that isn't just a quote from. The prestige, right, or something、right. <laughs> that might be complete fiction. So yeah, lots of holes in this.、Um, so Rory, if it's going to be a yes or a no today, what do you think? I think until we have something taken from the time slip to the current day, or possibly even a photograph, I'd settle the photograph of someone while they're mid-slip. Sure.、Um, until I see something like that, unfortunately, I think today it's going to be a no from me. I totally respect it, and I understand it. And、um, unfortunately, I think I pretty much have to have to agree. I would love to meet some of these people, hear from people who've had this experience, and understand more. But we just don't have. There's a lot of people working on this kind of thing. Scientists would love a way to travel through time using、yeah. electricity. So you know. If they can work it out, more power to them. We haven't seen that evidence just yet, so today it's got to be a no. God, damn it! We need to go to this f- Waterstones, man. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> we need to go to Liverpool ASAP. Yeah, yeah. We got to go just when the certain trains are overlapping and it creates a power surge. Maybe we should do a live show at that Waterstones. Nice. So everyone who's coming to the show will have to take the same route. From the train station to the the show, I like that idea. At least two hundred people are gonna. Someone's gonna get zapped. I don't know if we have any listeners in Liverpool who could test this for us. Sadly, we don't after this episode because they stop listening at the first accent. Of course, but you know, if someone is out there、um, who maybe is a, is a blow in to Liverpool and who isn't offended,、um, you know, please ride the Mersey Rail, hang around Bold Street. Let us know how you get on or if this has happened to you. Guys, unfortunately, a double no. But hope you enjoyed it all the same. Hey, if you can't get enough this paranormal life, you just can't wait until next Tuesday for another brand new investigation. Let it be known that there's plenty of others over on Patreon.com/slash/thisparanormallife. You don't have to try and time slip to next Tuesday because there are 37 bonus episodes ready to go right now. You're damn right. And、uh, last month's bonus episode was a pretty fun and weird one, so they can get quite different. We did just a really、uh, long end of year, pretty insane Q and A where we answered our community's most burning questions about all things this paranormal life. I think one episode we just smoked crack and threw knives at a wall. Yeah, that's just telling you how weird they can get. Yeah, it's pretty far fetched. We had to miss a couple episodes after that too because I I got put into、I'm、an sure, insane、yeah. asylum. Um. So yeah, check it out if you need some more entertainment in what will hopefully be the last lockdown of uh our lives. Five dollars gets you access to all bonus episodes we've ever made. What a deal! Twenty dollars <gasps> gets you the This Paranormal Life Commune T-shirt. The only T-shirt that in the commune gets you free roam of any of the facilities, and outside the commune will get you arrested on sight. 
It's a pretty unique little garment, which is why we made it reversible. Uh, so the inside of the T-shirt actually looks like a subway worker's uniform. <laughs> the description of the shirt should totally be a pretty unique little garment. <laughs> That's such a perfect description. The inside of the uh, of the This Paranormal Life uh, label, when you turn it inside out, just says sandwich artist. Um, so that you get to breeze through the, the normal world without any questions asked. Another great place to hang out and check out more of This Paranormal Life content is YouTube. Over on YouTube, we are uploading a couple clips a week of This Paranormal Life in video form. You can see inside our studio, see our beautiful faces, all in HD, and reliving some of the funniest moments week to week. Um, So remember to head over there and subscribe. All the links to YouTube, Patreon, our socials, and everything are in the description of this podcast. So if you're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, just swipe up. It's in there somewhere in the description. Get involved, folks. Another good place to just meet and hang out with the community. Just go to your nearest bridge. Just go under your nearest bridge. There's bound to be someone there. Trolls and goblins. Who who has um, listened. Or just weirdos, outcasts, (laughs) oddballs. Uh, That's really our clientele. Uh, So you're bound to bump into someone who has a pretty unique little garment on (laughs) underneath that bridge. But as I say, hope you enjoyed this week's episode, folks. Check out all the links we just mentioned. And as always, we will be back next Tuesday with a brand new paranormal tale. See you then. Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.